um, science fiction. Oh, like uh, otherwise, it was uh, what what fantasy King Arthur or, or rocket ships or or stuff like. Well, science fiction was mostly rocket ships and. Uh, oh, you tell me about that. But, yeah. But the thing is, is that I mean, back in the in the seventies, there were a number of other authors too, but. Uh, like James Stiftree Jr. is actually a woman. Uh, okay. But, but often they had to use a, a pseudonym to get published. Um, and they did different stuff. But Ursula Le Guin, uh, yes, her stuff was based on a... On her, her father, who was an anthropologist. Anthropology and linguistics. Al Alfred Kroeber. And, and, and I, her, her mother, Theodora um, uh, Kroeber, uh, actually... Um, uh, the the father that's what Ursula K is for Krober and she um, uh, single handedly changed the genre of science fiction you know yeah. and 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 she I have uh, her last book here uh, Kavu if you go to Kavu you can probably find some interviews with her um uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, No Time to Spare. This is her last book. And it came to me, and um, uh, I, she is so far reaching, she actually did a, uh, uh, from a woman's point of view, uh, the um, Tao Te Ching, uh, uh, The Power of the Way, and, 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 made it not a male book exactly uh and so we have her last book no time to spare uh and this is toward the end she died um uh this last year but the book that i really recommend we're going to hear her voice here for a minute uh is um um uh, darn it is <laughs> I'm surrounded by books here, uh, is, well, we have it here. Um, keep talking about Ursula. One of the things she did with Left Hand of Darkness, uh, the... Uh, Tell me about the Left Hand of Darkness. It, it's, well, first off, it's human beings who are on a planet that was colonized and Go ahead, tell, tell us about it. You're and the science And that's something she figure. actually pulled off really well. It's like it's kind of like an alien society, but it's it's human beings. It's Homo sapiens. And the thing, the difference is, is that they change. They go into Kemmer. They call it Kemmer, and they change genders. Well, they change gender. Talk about changing yeah. gender. Yeah. So like, and that's actually kind of a big point in the story. It's been a while since I've read it. But it's it's very well written. It's kind of it, it's a kind of a great. Well, idea. it was a huge breakthrough book. I and, mean, and how? Yeah, yeah. Ursula Gwynn un categorically is the greatest writer ever to come out of Portland, and she has so much work. And I'm trying to find her. Uh, I can't find anything here, but uh, uh, Kabu did some last interviews with her. Uh, Dr. David Neiman, who did doing the covers, you can go there, and he made uh, here is stirring the craft. Uh, oh, we're not getting our voice here. So, uh, Patrick, just ad lib, get funny. 
I think, uh, initially. So there was a good deal of editing involved from the transcripts. We're, we're talking about Earth Earth. mentioned that there was some original material written for the book. Yeah, well, so... Oh, uh, the introductions, of course. This is David so Neiman and Between the Covers. and section that is sort of orients the reader to the occasion of the conversation and also to the ways the questions that are being raised by Ursula and her art are different when she's engaging in this particular genre. So while, there's, of course, you see these repeating motifs from fiction to poetry to nonfiction, you see a different foregrounding of questions in each of the genres. So there's introductions around that. And then Ursula wrote this really wonderful, funny and insightful and, and revealing introduction to the book as a whole. A fear and loathing. A fear and loathing in the interview. In the interview. <laughs> and in a way, she walks us through all the ways in which she's been interviewed in, in terrible ways. And you learn, you really feel her personality in the introduction. And um, it's, it's funny, and, but you also just get a sense of, of sort of this no-nonsense sense of Ursula and how much she's saw through a, a long life in, in the literary world. You're listening to Radio Zine on KBU Community Radio. We're talking today with David Naiman, co-author of the new book, Ursula K. Le Guin, Conversations on Writing, from Portland's Tin House Books. Okay, uh, and then I have her voice now, so keep, keep ad-libbing here. Uh, we're going to be all right here, I think, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. You know, uh, I... I'm going to take this whole business easy here. For very short sentences. Now here's her um, voice. You, you both look at the limitations of those choices, but give plenty of examples of, of long histories of other choices. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, that's her voice. There are advantages and disadvantages to living a very long time, as I have. But one of them is you, you, don't, you can't help getting a long view. You've just seen it. You see it come and see it go. And, and you, you can recognize a sort of trendy thing that is being announced as the absolute way you must write. And, you know, it's fairly visibly, well, that's the way to write right now if you want to sell right now to a right now editor. But there is also the long run. And I guess my book kind of stands for the long run in writing rather than the the short-term instant saleability. Right. I, I really loved your your discussion of the costs and benefits, the trade-off between past tense and present tense. And obviously a lot of people are writing more recently in the present tense, um, and the past tense has a much longer history. But you talk about the way um, the past allows for a referring back and forth in time and space that is more... Um, mimicking the way our, our minds and our memories work. Yeah, and, and is particularly connected to telling a, a big story, a story with, with some real depth. That's a, that is one of the major issues that I really wanted to uh, rewrite the old, the first edition of, of Steering the Craft, was that point particularly, which I had sort of sounded off on and thought about a lot uh, I was a bit snarky about, and it's a very complicated issue. Using, I mean, obviously, present tense has has certain uses that are just it's it's wonderful for. But the, it it is kind of 
being adopted blindly as the only way to tell a story by young people who haven't read very much. And I'm just kind of saying, oh, you know, it's one way to tell a story, but it's not a very good way to tell uh, certain stories. It, it, it can be extremely limiting. I, I call it flashlight focus. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know. Well, for sure. For sure. You, you see a spot ahead of you, and it's sort of kind of dark all around it, and that's great for like uh, high suspense, high drama, cut to the chase writing. That's terrific. But if you uh, you want to tell a big, long story, well, I can. Okay, I'm. I've been reading Elena Ferrante. I am reading Jane Smiley's book, which moves year by year from 1920. Uh, into the 50s, uh, writing that in the present tense would be maddening to read. And yet, it's it's very present. Each, each, each scene, okay, you're in 1932, you're in 1932, it's the present time. It could be written in the present tense, but it wouldn't work, because it would be this flashlight focus instead of this sense of uh, including past time, future time, and even the scenery around. Uh, it's, 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 it, but it's, it took me a lot of thinking to arrive at what I said in this book. Hmm. And that, you know, it may not yet be final. I never think what I think is final. Because I'm always finding out something else. You've been listening to Between the Covers, and we've been talking today with Ursula K. Le Guin, the author of Steering the Craft. If you're interested in hearing the entire conversation, an additional 30 minutes of interview, by early afternoon today, we will have the entire interview up on the KBOO website at kboo.fm slash between the covers. Now, that's uh, very important, the um, be- between the covers and doctor between the covers. So you can find uh, Ursula uh, interviews with her on kboo.fm, and we have to give a shout out to KBOO and... Uh, community radio that <laughs> they they can put up with uh, this. So what have we done here already? What's our homework? We've done um, Hazel Hall, Pope Joan, what else? Um, Ursula Gwynn. Ursula Gwynn, but no, we, we did. We gave a shout out to Barbara. Uh, we gave a shout out to Barbara. Um, and uh, I, um, I and we're we're missing something here, but uh, time. oh, there are other. What is the time? Yeah, give me the time. And we, yeah, I want to probably got three minutes. Is that all we have? Is three minutes? Yeah, about. Well, uh, I think that I think we should put we should mention other writers: Catherine Dunn in Portland, uh, Leanne Grable. Of course, Barbara LaMorticello, the co-host from The Docking Earth. And I want to go out with um, uh, a rousing song. And I, I, there are, there are no apologies. This is a huge topic. Um, uh, women's history and how women have been suppressed. Take care of uh, your mother and your uh uh, wife and your daughter and and I- encourage them and and you know the um, every male came from a female and I think that is 
uh, part of the problem. The mother and the male, then males rebel rebel with their testosterone poisoning. And I uh, wanna play, oh my God, I've gotta mention one. Barbara G. Walker, the Women's Dictionary of, of Symbols and Sacred Objects and she did, I cannot believe the scholarship involved in women's history. This is very important. Barbara G. Walker, and she did the Women's Encyclopedia of, uh, uh, of, of Myths and, and, and Magic. And, and Barbara G. Walker, I have no idea why she isn't known better in, uh, scholarly circles and it's um, Barbara G. Walker Hazel Hall uh, I love the Joan of Arc statue uh, up at Gleason Street the gilded one and uh, she was burned at the stake and I and as as Patrick and I were coming in here all the women herbalists who patriarchy and the uh males uh, did not understand anything about menstrual cycle or uh, women's anatomy or, or anything like that, but, but the women herbalists were the first doctors on the planet and they were burned at the stake by the male patriarchy. I, I hate patriarchy and I want to give a shout out to Marjorie Sharp. Oh, and we did Sabrina Guitard, I guess, uh, yeah. in in the Pyrenees, um, and and I I want to play one rousing song here, and this is one of the greatest women that I uh, I cannot believe they gave they gave Bob Dylan the Nobel Prize for his song lyrics, which is fine. But the woman who, um, See, it's fine for you. Uh, Joan Baez is really uh, the voice that uh, I think, uh, and the woman activist, which is so enormously, this is from uh, Gracias a la Vida, Thanks to Life. I don't know if we did this. Did we do this all right? <laughs> Oh, let's let's hear her voice really. Gracias a la vida, Victor Hara. Uh, and, and listen, Isabel Allende was the the niece of uh, Salvador Allende, who was murdered by the CIA and Kissinger. And um, there's so much to talk about in this. Here, let's let's let let's let Joan. Now we're going to go out with the show. I want this played, though. We'll do a little more with this Billy Holiday, and oh, come on. Let, let's do it here. One more. Let's do it one more time. This is for all the women in the world. 
I owe them a great debt. My sister, my mother, uh, Marjorie Sharp, and Sabrina Guitar, and and just because I'm not a flaming heterosexual and don't have offspring, uh, doesn't mean that uh, I, I find males boring when they get to middle age. What do you think, Patrick? Women. Okay. So the talking earth, it's uh, just seek out Ursula and Pope Joan and uh, Hazel Hall and uh, some of these incredible voices like Angela Davis, Toni Morrison. Um, you know, there there is so much that males need to learn. Males need to learn about their sisters and their girlfriends and their uh, uh, mothers and daughters. We're talking earth. Thank God for women. What a boring world it would be.
Richard Amento, and you are listening to KBOO Portland. Portland. K-B-O-O Portland. Welcome to Subhuman Intellect 